How powerful is Cox Internet? Powerful enough to let your band members in Vegas, Phoenix, and Rhode Island jam like you're all in the same garage. Get Cox Internet powered by fiber with America's fastest download speeds. It's Internet built for tomorrow, today. Cox, always building better. Cox Internet is connected to the premises via coaxial connection. Speeds vary and are not guaranteed. Cox terms and other restrictions may apply. Analysis by Eucalypt Speed Test Intelligence Data. Fixed median download speeds. US Q3 2023. I'm Tony Kornheiser. This is my show. My friends come on and you know them. We talk about the sports you care about. Basketball now, golf, and the metronome of your life, baseball. Whether it's opening day, the big tournament, or one of the majors, we have the best to preview it and break down just what happened. And let's not forget the important stuff, the amount of daylight where I live, the importance of speedies, and the rankings of beach-style pizza. Listen on the Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts. Thanks for listening to Primetime with Isaac and Souk On Demand, a Service Patriots podcast on Odyssey and 1080 The Fan. Service Patriots is your home for comfort solutions for all your heating and air conditioning needs. Check out the latest special offers for our listeners at servicepatriots.com slash the fan. It's 5 o'clock. 5 o'clock. One step closer to my own personal hell. This is Primetime on Sports Radio 1080 The Fan. We expect the best. We're not afraid to break someone. Do you hear me? Primetime is your source for the best in local, regional, and national sports. Go ahead and clap. Mediocrity deserves applause. Isaac Rob, I'm miserable. I had to get up at 10 o'clock this morning. Jason Sikanit. I'm a dude playing a dude disguised as another dude. Primetime on 1080 The Fan. All right. Welcome back. Hope you're having a nice little wet Tuesday. Because that's what it is, wet. Yeah, and it's going to be wet for a while. So buckle up. <laughs> Stay away from the rivers. They're flooding. <laughs> It's your sports bros, Rob and Sue. I'm Rob. Yeah. It is kind of fun to drive through the puddles, though. I'm not going to lie. Big Sue right over there. Kind of, I, I get a, I yeah. get a little enjoyment out of that. Yeah, when you see a big, okay, so not on the freeway because that can yeah. get a little wild. Yeah, it's a little dicey. But if you're just Turn driving way. on a side street yeah. and you see a really big one, yeah. do you go all up in there? hundred. Well, or do you swerve just, just just to catch a little bit of it? If I'm if I'm in my my little electric car, then no. But if I'm in the Bronco, I absolutely uh, veer into that sucker and let's go as, uh, as as big as we can get. Have you ever splashed someone? No, that's such a D move. If you do that, like we were talking about the shopping cart being like the shopping cart return to determine you're a good person or not. The splash thing, if you think that's funny to to just douse someone yeah. with a puddle like that. It's a pretty good indicator that you're an ass. You are a giant ass. All right, well, coming up, we've got the Pac-12 Awards, NFL Absurdities. I uh, I have a, um, I teased this yesterday, we never got to it. Just a little thing, but uh, does it make me a bad person? Oh, yeah, it does. Uh, there was something in sports that I laughed at. <laughs> oh, so see, we'll that, get to that. That's dicey. I, I have that all the time when I laugh at something and then I have to think about it. I'm like, oh, God, should I have been laughing about that? Hey, will, will we get to hot in-season tournament talk? No. Oh, okay. <laughs> we will not. I can tell you that New Orleans moved on, and everyone's all hot and bothered about that in Indiana, and that's about the extent of my in-game, uh, what have you, like uh, interest. We're going to talk about wife swapping in the club. All right. Will, will brought this to our attention. <laughs> yeah. You've never um, played that game, like when you're sitting around with a group of friends, and you're whoa, like, no. if you had to, where do you uh, where do, oh, where do you no. go? No. <laughs> no. We've done that before with a no. We've I done know that. your friends. We've done that with a group. <laughs> Gonna have to have a conversation <laughs> with your friends. Yeah, no. Uh, Good morning, America style wife swap here. Yeah. Well, we had the famous one. The remember the uh, the baseball players. I think it was for the Yankees, the Indians. Oh yeah. And they 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 swapped wives and kids. It's the greatest trade in baseball history. So that'll be in the club uh, right now. The hot five at five. Hot topics, hot opinions. Oh, Dolly, I'm hot today. And hot air. It's time for the Hot Five at Five. That's hot. The Hot Five at Five on Primetime with Isaac and Sue. No, I mean it. That's very hot. The Hot Five at Five with Isaac and Sue. Brought to you on the fan by Victorico's Mexican Food, the most popular burrito spot in Oregon. Online at victoricos.com. Number five. Well, what's gotten into the NCAA? We talked about this uh, earlier in our program. 
But the new president, Charlie Baker, has sent a letter to all the schools proposing rules changes that would allow Division One schools to pay their athletes in ways not tied to educational resources. Yeah, basically what they're saying is that anyone in the Division One uh, pool can opt into this. There'll be a minimum of, for each athlete, 30000 minimum. You can pay as much as you want. That would go into a trust to pay each one of your athletes, including the females, for Title IX. And that basically whoever opts in will then be able to kind of break away and come up with their own set of new cool rules. And NIL would no longer have to be collectives. The school themselves could enter into NIL deals with their players. And basically this appears to be their last ditch effort to keep the amateur model um, alive and and running in the NCAA. So they'd be amateurs, but but paid. Yes, but you wouldn't. Genius. Ha- but you wouldn't have to deal with unions. You wouldn't have to deal with collective bargaining. You wouldn't have to deal with workers' comp or anything like that, which is what they don't Number want because four. then the whole thing crumbles. You know, I'd love to give you a winter meetings update with some tangible news, but today I will disappoint you. I cannot do that. Damn it! But what I can give you is juicy intangible news. Okay. Well, it's not really news. Intangible like, rumor. Like Tawny watch or something? Yeah. So apparently the Blue Jays are a very serious suitor for Shohei Otani. I like that if you go to MLB.com on the top of their page, they just have a thing called Otani watch. <laughs> yeah. And I don't know. The thing about his deal, though, is that he has warned all the clubs that are involved not to leak anything. So I don't believe any report. Like, if you really want Shohei, you better not say a thing to anybody. Hmm. And so I don't really believe a lot of this stuff about show. We don't really know. No one knows what's going on with Shohei. No. Other than he's going to end up someplace that has a bunch of money because uh, he's going to be very, very expensive. And he has said that he wants to win. <clears throat> Did you see who the Mariners are considering? Free agent outfielder? No. Well, I mean, the Juan Soto thing's been out there for a long time. Cody Bellinger. Oh. Left-handed bat who can also play first base. And Cody Bellinger actually had a bit of a uh, resurgence. Bet he did, Barry. Well, you could do That'd a, be lot, a good You could do a lot worse than going to get yourself Cody Bellinger. It's a sprained ankle for Jags quarterback Trevor Lawrence. Additional testing coming today. Boy, it looked a lot worse than that. Which will give us an idea of how long he'll be out. Uh, the Jets have cut bait on Tim Boyle. <laughs> uh, they have signed Brett Rippin away from the Seahawks practice squad. I can't figure out how Tim Boyle made it to the NFL. Like, look at his college numbers. They're worse than his NFL numbers. And now you know why they didn't bench Zach Wilson forever. Yeah, they want to go back to Zach Wilson, and Zach Wilson doesn't want to play. Yeah, so now we have no idea who their quarterback (laughs) is. They don't don't even know who their quarterback is. It doesn't matter at this point. Tyrod Taylor is back for the Giants, but, uh, dude, come on. Tommy DeVito! Tommy DeVito! Hey! He's going to remain the starter. (laughs) Yeah, he said that he was... Because he's one of them. He said he was disappointed to lose out to Tommy DeVito. Did you also see earlier that DeVito had like three times the free agent contract offered him by Washington, and he turned it down because he wanted to stay at home? Yeah, live with his mommy. <laughs> Holy Tommy. Did Ryan Clark of ESPN break the news that Washington State transfer quarterback Cam Ward is on his way to Ohio State? Yeah, I guess on Twitter someone had asked the question, why did McCord leave Ohio State? And Clark replied, because the Washington State quarterback transferred there and then quickly deleted it. Yeah, so we could have Cam Ward going to Ohio State. We don't know. (laughs) Dylan Gabriel of Oklahoma is going to visit Oregon this weekend. Uh, Also, USC and Mississippi State thought to be in the mix for him. Tyler Shuck is visiting with Louisville today. You remember Tyler Shuck? Yes. Uh, We also had uh, three suitors uh, emerging for DJ Uwe Ungalale, Florida State, Louisville, and Mississippi State. Possibly back to the ACC. Weird now, you're getting all oh. these guys are going to play at three schools. And Riley Leonard is visiting Notre Dame. Although some of his stock appears to be kind of going south. And I can't really quite figure out why. <clears throat> Not viewed as, uh, as the top guy in the portal anymore. Bo Nix wins Pac-12 Offensive Player of the Year. <laughs> and Washington fan is outraged. <laughs> Brock it's had, not outrageous. Brock Hewitt had a tweet about it today, too. <laughs> Said that, like, the final bout of incompetence for the Pac-12 to, to give it to, oh, to Michael Penix. God. <laughs> Just because they won the league does not mean Michael Penix should win Offensive Player of the Year over Bo Nix. Bo Nix had a better year than Michael Penix. And Michael Penix was amazing, by the way. Michael Penix ended up being the second-team All-Pac-12 <laughs> quarterbacks. They released 
all the awards today. Yeah, we'll get to that yeah. in a second. So, uh, there's a lot to go through there. Yeah, Penix was the, the, the number two behind Knicks. Uh, Kalen DeBoer is coach of the year for the second year in a row. Uh, Ducks lose DB Triquez Bridges. He hits the portal. Third team all pack 12 a year ago. Oregon State loses a promising freshman corner Jamad McCoy. He's entered the portal as well. Look, that sucks because McCoy was <clears> their bet. I mean, outside of Aiden Childs, McCoy played a lot of good football at the end of the year. That one stings to have a freshman like that walk away. Now, the Ducks have six guys in the portal. The Beavers only three. Yeah. How about that? Well, Bridges left today, and, and you know, he was a nice backup corner. In fact, he made an unbelievable <clears throat> play in the first WSU game, or Washington game, when he made the the tackle there at, at the goal line when they stopped him on the, uh, on the fourth down. But he was a guy, again, that had probably fallen out of favor and wasn't a starter. So it's a depth thing. But no one so far that has left Oregon has been a guy that really figured prominently into their plans. And finally, we have the Iowa defensive coordinator, a guy by the name of Phil Parker, winning the Broyles Award given to the nation's top assistant. Damn right. His uh, scoring defense ranked fourth nationally. They were just one of two units to give up less than four yards per play, the other being Penn State. And having done that with no offense whatsoever. And they only gave up 18 plays of longer than 20 yards. Just imagine if they had even a halfway decent offense. Maybe Phil can coach offense. Yeah, it's possible. How powerful is Cox Internet? Powerful enough to let your band members in Vegas, Phoenix, and Rhode Island jam like you're all in the same garage. Get Cox Internet powered by fiber with America's fastest download speeds. It's Internet built for tomorrow, today. Cox, always building better. Cox Internet is connected to the premises via coaxial connection. Speeds vary and are not guaranteed. Cox terms and other restrictions may apply. Analysis by Ookla speed test intelligence data. Fixed median download speeds. USQ3 2023. I'm Tony Kornheiser. This is my show. My friends come on and you know them. We talk about the sports you care about, basketball now, golf, and the metronome of your life, baseball. Whether it's opening day, the big tournament, or one of the majors, we have the best to preview it and break down just what happened. And let's not forget the important stuff, the amount of daylight where I live, the importance of speedies, and the rankings of beach-style pizza. Listen on the Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts. Or just go find an offensive coordinator. Is it that hard to do? <clears throat> Apparently it is. <laughs> uh, Victorico's Mexican food, the most popular burrito spot in Oregon. Order now at victoricos.com. We'll get to the Pac-12 awards handed out today and other college football musings next on The Fan. Prime time with Isaac and Souk on 1080 The Fan. I was just reading the uh, Yahoo Sports article on if the if we had a 12-team playoff this year based on the final playoff rankings. Man, it would be so cool. God. Oregon would play Missouri. Oh, that's actually, you know, believe it or not, that actually ended up being a really good game. Missouri's quality team this year, finally. Yeah, that would be a good game. Yeah. That'd be number eight versus number nine. You'd have Ohio State, Penn State, 7-10. I don't need to see that again, but all right. <clears throat> you'd have Georgia, Ole Miss, and then you'd have Florida State, Liberty. Oh, yeah, Liberty would get in as the, the best non- uh, what power five, and then of course Michigan, Washington, Texas, Alabama get uh, buys. Yeah, and by the way, Washington or uh, Oregon would have a home game because those first round games would be played. Yeah, at the the higher seed, I guess the better mm. seed uh, stadium. Dare to dream, dare to dream. You Jace. don't have to dream that long because it's next oh, yeah. year. Forgot I mean, about that. That's, it is nice that it just it kind of sucks that the last year is the one where we really had to give someone a scroogey for the very first time, whereas yep. any other year, you know, going forward, we won't have this problem. And we'll still debate, you know, obviously who's 12, 13, 14. But at that point, you're debating two and three lost teams, and who gives a rip? Well, if you're Florida State, you still get in. Yeah, exactly. And you get to play Liberty. Well, and, and like That's I said— That's kind of a buy. There'll be a 10-win <laughs> team that gets left out. But again, once you lose two games, there's really not a lot of sympathy for you anymore. Especially, and, and some of those might even be three lost teams you're having that debate. So it's just, <clears throat> it'll be like the last four in of the NCAA tournament. You may feel bad for them, but no one's really going to care that much. Pac-12 awards handed out today, as we mentioned. Bo Nix, Offensive Player of the Year. Uh, he is the fourth Oregon player to claim this honor. Uh, Mario uh, Mariado? <laughs> Mario Ta'a? Mario Ta'a! Remember how much trouble we had pronouncing his name at first? Well, and then everyone kept pronouncing it differently. Like, every, like for the first three weeks, every announcer <clears throat> said it differently. Well, we know him now as Mario Ta'a. Yes. 
Um, he won it. Dennis Dixon won it. And our friend, Joey Harrington, won it. Mm-hmm. It was and, only four. And Bo was on the cusp of truly a special season because had they won that game, probably would have won the Heisman, too. Yeah, and all the Husky fans want Penix to have won it. But um, well, look, this is a tough, this is a really tough conference. I mean, last year, uh, as good as Bo was, and he was phenomenal, Bo didn't make first or second team all conference last year. Who was it? Was Penix was one, right? Penix, no, Caleb Williams was oh, one because he won right. the Heisman, yeah. and then Penix was two, and <clears throat> so Bo didn't even. He was honorable mention, and I, I'd say it this year too. Like especially receivers and O linemen. Uh, <laughs> a tough squad to make. There's a lot of really good Pac-12 players. I tell you this what, year. that Penix Knicks thing is a it's a good debate. Yes, um, I, I think for offensive player of the year, come on, Knicks had a better year. Yes, um, but Penix now, won head to head. Penix beat him head to head twice, and you know Penix. I think Penix is better than Knicks. Um, that's just my opinion. But that does not mean Penix should win Offensive Player of the Year just because Washington beat them. I, I just think Knicks, Knicks was just absolutely sensational all year. Yes. Whereas Knicks, or I mean, Penix had some some valleys that were, you know. Yeah, he, he went through a stretch where it was not great. <clears throat> and Bo never really played a bad game. Didn't happen. So. But, but peak Penix, peak Knicks, they're both excellent. Yeah. What a great debate. I would probably take Penix. Well, but. and now we'll see what happens because they're both going to go high in the draft. But uh, Knicks actually has flipped the script and that Knicks is going to go seemingly, according to, to most experts, he'll go significantly higher than, than Penix. Uh, Latu, the UCLA uh, kid, yes, defensive lineman. He wins defensive player of the year. And I don't know if you watched UCLA play, um, and you probably didn't because they weren't very good. But I didn't watch him much. But defensively, they were really good, and he is an awesome. absolute beast. He stood out when you watch them. Um, Latu, Latu, what is it? Laitu, Latu. Yeah, the Polynesian names are always they can they can be a bit tricky. But uh, old Latu there coming off the edge, he was a hell of a player for UCLA. Offensive freshman. Player of the Year is Noah Fafita mm-hmm. of Arizona. Now, and, that's and, a juicy little bowl game. You see they're playing Oklahoma. Yeah, and he really, remember, like, when when he got in because of injury, <clears throat> there was this idea of, like, th- there was this speculation, he may never give the, the, the job back, and he didn't. He went 6-2 and two as their starter. And he really made it, you imagine. They won their last six. Yeah, had he been, and it's tough because maybe he wasn't ready to play at the start of the year, but he gave them a uh, a different element when... When he came into that game. He's a tiny little guy, too. He's got, like, Kyler Murray size to him. Everybody talks about Bo Nix completion percentage. This kid was fourth in FBS. Yeah. 73.6. Yeah. Now, if you're Arizona, can you hold on to him? I haven't uh, heard anything in the transfer portal about him, though. Defensive freshman player of the year is Cade Ululave? Yeah, you go. Did I get it right? Yeah. he's He plays for Cal. Yeah. So no one saw him play. <laughs> Cal's defense was... Uh, I it, thought it was... That was the thing, is that it was supposed to be, like, really good, and then it was for the first little bit, and then it kind of flipped, and their offense was carrying him, and then the defense was kind of crappy. He didn't start until, like, the final five or six games. So he was one that I I think there are a lot of people today that read that and went, who? Yeah, I never watched Cal. Yeah, uh, you didn't really need to. I saw him against Oregon State. That was about it. <laughs> Coach of the year, Kalen DeBoer. Yeah, tough to argue. God, what a joke that is. <laughs> 13 and 0. <laughs> Dude, that guy's so awesome. 24 and 2 uh in his 2 years at Washington. You pay remember, pay uh, the man. Bar 2 calling calling that one. Yeah. When they hired him, they were like he, he was like, "Dude, that's a great hire." Yeah. And and he has been fantastic. And you know who he's saying that about now? Huh. The coach that was just hired that that Bar 2's that loves. raving about. That Dave loves. Uh, Willie Fritz. Oh, yeah, who the just Tulane went to coach. Houston. He's yeah. been saying I remember him saying on our show a couple of years ago, hey, dude, watch out for that Willie Fritz guy. He's really good. And uh, that's exactly what he was saying about Kalen DeBoer when Kalen DeBoer went to Washington. Now he's saying about Willie Fritz, who's going to Houston, which is an interesting program because it's in a big city and it is now in Power 5. Yeah. Uh, it's been bit, fun bit, to bit. keep an eye on that. But again, is a Houston a place that can <clears throat> if, if Willie Fritz goes there and has a, a nice run here over the next year or two, is that a place they can keep him? Because Washington can pay to keep DeBoer. Be interested to see what what happens there at Houston in in, in old Willie Fritz. So first team offense, Bo Nix, Damian Martinez made it. Yeah, uh, Roma Dunze, Troy Franklin, uh, Terrence Ferguson. I'm telling you, just that lineup alone. Jackson Powers Johnson on the O line. <laughs> you had two Beavs on the O line. Uh, for or not for um, Fuaga. Bless you. Excuse me, I have the uh, the big sneezies there. And Levin Good. 
Yeah, that and was a choice sneeze there. <laughs> I, I, yeah, you could have held that off. I did I? I, I could have. Professional broadcaster, sorry. you are not. Sorry about that. It was it was coming on. It was coming on strong. <clears throat> uh, so yeah, that's first team. No hot comments there. Uh, second team, uh, Penix, I'm Bucky tr- Irving. I'm trying to fight off another sneeze. <laughs> Dylan Johnson, choose not to. Coach Landing would tell you to I, choose not to. I am glad that Dylan. God, it's going to happen here. Um, I am glad. We'll that, do it with you. <laughs> I am glad that Dylan Johnson um, got on the second team there. He <clears> like, Their <throat> running game to start of the year was not very good, and they didn't really have another back. Their starter got hurt at the beginning of the year in camp, and it kind of got thrust upon Dylan Johnson. He played through a bunch of injuries, and he just got better, and that run game got better, and they don't win the Pac-12 without Dylan Johnson playing on one foot. Um, and that, again, a lot of really, really good backs around this league. And I love Bucky Irving. I think Bucky Irving is going to be a big-time NFL back, too. Uh, I like him like with like Gibbs that came out of Alabama last year. I mm-hmm. think Bucky is a big-time player. And <clears throat> he still didn't make first team. So I'm just, I'm just glad in a, in a league full of quality backs that Dylan Johnson got the recognition there of being second team. If you look at Dylan Johnson, too, all of his biggest games are in the biggest moments when they needed it. Yep. He had a big game against USC. He had... Big games against Oregon both times. He had a big game in, against Oregon State. He seems to be one of those players that shows up uh, when they need it most. Yeah, much like me. Clearly, Brandon Dorless, first team defense. Mm-hmm. Uh, Braylon Trice along the defensive line there, Washington. Um, uh, Kyrie Jackson made it. Yeah, first I, team and hell of a year. I thought that Muhammad. I thought uh, Jabbar Muhammad from Washington Agreed. should have been on the the first team again. A lot of really, really good players. And no offense to Travis Hunter, who was a two-way guy. Oh, he made first team. Travis Hunter made first team. And I get it. He's a talented guy. But to me, I, I just don't see how Muhammad uh, shouldn't have been on the first team. Um, so to me, I, I, I'd have, I have more of a problem with Hunter being there than Jackson. I think Hunter obviously has the potential. But I think some of that was name and the two-way kind of recognition stuff. Um, he he didn't have the year that that some of the other uh, DBs had. I think the second half against Stanford should have disqualified him from it just by itself. I mean, he gave up 300 yards yeah. to a Stanford wide receiver yeah. in the second half. Well, there's your Pac-12 awards right there. Congrats, you kids out there. Hopefully you got a bunch of money for NIL and stuff. I don't think that happens, but, you know. What? I don't think you get. Oh well, you don't get money for making the 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 fine the the teams. No, I'm just saying nil. Like, oh. you know, just profit off of your badassness. <laughs> yes, you know. Yes, and a lot of those guys are going to profit. I mean, there's a lot of big time NFL players in there. Knicks is going to be a high pick. Adunze is going to be a high pick. Troy Franklin is going to be a high pick. Um, Who's better, Adunze or Franklin? Adunze is more athletic. I like. Who's the better pro? I like Adunze's ability to go up and make contested catches. Um, yeah, he's awesome. I, I, but Troy Franklin is really good. I'm, I'm leaning. I would lean towards Adunze, but that is that's a pick your poison sort of thing. Uh, Fuaga from Oregon State, I absolutely love. I think that guy is a plug-and-play right tackle in the NFL right away. Absolutely love what he's got going on. I think Jackson Powers Johnson is one of the better centers in America. In fact, he was one of the finalists <clears> for the uh, the Outland Trophy, or not the Outland, but the, the Remington Trophy, which is the best center. Um, there's just big-time talent. Then you look through like the, all the receivers that were, that were honorable mention in the Pac-12. That might have been the deepest group of any of these positions that when you look at uh, McMillan, the, the out of Arizona and Brendan Rice were the second team receivers. There's seven or eight receivers that, that were honorable mention that you could have easily put in to that second team. And I wasn't going to have an argument with some really, really good ones. All right. Meatball Ron has made the sports old man winter here. If I had it my way, it would stay winter all year long. Short days, wind chill, black ice and a good polar vortex. (laughs) Heaven. Wait, is it getting warm in here? Your cold snap is over, old man winter. Spring has arrived. Spring. Spring is here, which means it's the perfect time to get away in the Hyundai you've always wanted. Visit the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event, where you can get great deals on all of our award-winning Hyundai models, like the tech-filled Tucson and Kona, as well as the spacious Palisade. Enjoy wherever you go with the peace of mind that comes with America's best warranty and three years or 36,000 miles of complimentary maintenance. But hurry in. These deals won't last. 
Add more joy to your journey at the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event. Now get 0% APR or up to 1500 bonus cash on the Hyundai Tucson. Now, during the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event. Offers end soon. Call 562-314-4603 for details. Celebrate and save at Ashley's Anniversary Sale. With Hot Buys, your choice of color starting at just $3.99. Ashley Sleep Mattresses starting at $2.50. Plus, receive a free adjustable base with select mattress purchases. And shop top mattress brands like Stearns & Foster, Tempur-Pedic, Purple, and Beautyrest Black with 60-month special financing only at Ashley. Subject to credit approval. No minimum purchase required. Minimum monthly payment, down payment, tax, and delivery may be required. See store for details headlines and so we'll get to that coming up next all right i'm ready here's uh sweet will with <laughs> meatball ron and sweet will <laughs> prime time with isaac and Sue on 1080 the fan that's right the heat is on you know the heat's coming from uh meatball ron <laughs> that's the hso to you and me i tell you what this dude is just he is not is well it it's tuesday so he kind of missed all of the real griping about Florida State being left out of the college football playoffs. Yeah, we all collectively have moved on. But he somehow caught wind of it today, and now he is suing. <laughs> he wants to sue. <laughs> of course, he is the uh, governor of Florida. What exactly are you going to sue uh, for? I'm confused here. And so the you get, injustice. You're going to get an injunction against a, a <clears throat> group that has the autonomy to make whatever selection they want? He wants $1 million. A million dollars. What? He's asking. <laughs> They're not serious. Yeah. No, he's serious. He wait, He wants them to give Florida State a million dollars? Uh, he is asking for $1 million to let Florida State sue the college football playoff committee, even though the championship will be decided months before a budget is uh, approved. <laughs> so, so in his state budget, he wants a million dollars set aside. That is correct. To give to Florida State to sue. That's correct. Wow. He said, my first grader, my fifth grader, and my preschooler, they are all Knowles. Okay. And they are big-time fans. And they do the tomahawk chop. And they were not happy. Wow. We, are, we are going to set aside $1 million and let the chips fall where they may. Good luck with that, Ron. Holy hell. Imagine being... How about that? And I love how he just like, oh, I've got three kids that love the Knowles. we got to sue. I'm going to sue. And so we What wanna... if he didn't have three kids that loved the Knowles? So we're just going to take state money and throw... It's all okay. about his kids? Cool, everybody. <laughs> really cool. Yeah, Meatball Ron. <laughs> Not having it. Cheapest. Get over it, buddy. Get over it. And I'm still trying to figure out what grounds you would sue on since, again, they're free to select whoever they want. So... So here's the thing that I laughed at that I feel like a bad person. You tell me if I'm a bad person. Well, I know the answer to that already, but go ahead. <clears throat> This last weekend, when the sideline guy went down with a crooked leg. Oh, yeah. <laughs> did you And did you see what happened to him? I thought that was really funny. Yeah, he's in some serious uh, trouble. <laughs> well, yeah, he's, he's, his leg's crooked. Yeah, it's all if snapped. If you didn't and, see it, I don't even remember what the hell game that was. What game was that? Uh, Lion Saints. Lion Saints. That's it was right. Alvin Kamara, and he just left yeah, in there. He right. ran away. Yeah. Kamara, that's what was also funny, was Kamara... Kind of got up to to do the usual. Hey, really sorry. Yeah. And then he saw the crooked leg, and he was, he was like, like, "Oh, nope, I'm <laughs> nope, this isn't good. I'm out of here." Yeah. That dude's leg bent yeah, sideways. The man on the chains. Just I'm, some old fat guy. <laughs> well, he was the guy working. He was holding the stakes. He was holding the chains. And yeah, just a regular bro. How are you? And yeah, he did. He and was, I was laughing. I'm sorry. I just thought. So when a player gets his leg bent like that, we do the, oh, my God, no one look at this. This is her. But when it's the fat guy in the stripes, you think it's hilarious? Well, I think it's, it's something about their reaction. <laughs> like, well, I don't now know. I'm laughing that you're laughing. <laughs> it was horrific. It is not good. But you're right in that. It's uh, not good. That AK like for, when, AK-41 did okay. they? Should I stop? Nah, I'm just going to keep Here, walking. Here's the thing. I think I can equate it to something that may make sense. I feel like, okay, so when players fall down on the field, yeah. it's not funny. It's football. Like yeah. They're falling and getting up all the time. Yeah. When people like that guy fall down, it's funny. It's not graceful. And so that's what it is. It's like that. And then you look at his leg and go, oh, my God. And then you look at his face. Yeah. And it's just, I don't know. I'm sorry I laughed. Well, 
I'm sorry. Look, I'm with you that falling, because I, I, I will say this. It's like normal people falling. Falling is funny. If someone falls, <laughs> and this happened to us not too long ago, my gal fell down our steps. And... We all laughed collectively. The the me and the and the uh, the kids we laughed, and then I and then I had to stop and be like, "Oh crap, are you okay?" And then once I realized that she was hurt but not hurt badly, then it was okay to laugh again. So falling is inherently funny. If I see someone fall, I am going to laugh. But he snapped his leg, and it was dangling. Just you know, know. It was that horrible. makes it not funny, and yet you're laughing even more that it snapped. Like that's if he had just been bowled over, I'm with you, funny. Leg dangling? No, that's straight compound fracture, man. That's Alex Smith stuff. Yeah, I, I that makes you a terrible. person. I get it. Yeah, yeah. Does he get to use the team doctors? No. I don't. I'm assuming the NFL all that like has to cover that. He used to man because he's not full time. He's probably just. Does he sign a waiver before he goes out there? What if he gets stuck with, like, Joe Schmo doctor at, like, Orthopedics Northwest or something? I would well, ass- what's the matter with Orthopedics Northwest? I'm not going there. I would assume he's a rebound man. I would assume that, because it was in New Orleans, I'm assuming that New Orleans team doc and everybody, I, I, I think it's the NFL. They got to take care of that guy. They got to they gotta get him back on the chain gang. By the way, how do you even get that job? Does anyone know anyone that's ever worked a sideline crew for an LinkedIn. NFL game? You just apply. <laughs> I think you got to know somebody. I'm sure it only pays you like 50 bucks a game. It's like being a cheerleader. Yeah, but you, you know, I mean, you get a front row seat. Yeah. If it's a good game. Well, and I'm sure that's why people do it is they think it's cool. Yeah. But there's no way those guys make any sort of money. And in this case, you get bowled over. I got to be and, honest with you. I'm surprised it doesn't happen more often. Well, and because people the, get seriously hurt on the sidelines. Because this is what I would tell you if you've never stood on the sidelines of an NFL game, I don't care if you've been in college, standing on the sidelines of an NFL game, it, it, on the sidelines of an NFL game, it is shocking how fast those, get, those guys get upon you. I remember once when I was in Tampa Bay and I had my thumb <clears> somewhere <throat> because I wasn't doing anything, I was just standing on the sidelines and we were playing the Niners. And T.O. caught a little out pass, and he was like eight yards away from me, and I swear I blinked, and he was right on top of me. And I curled and did the fetal thing, and he hurtled me, and I've never been happier in my life that that I didn't. I, it was this giant human being coming right at me, and I didn't know what to do. And I did. I turtled. And that you should not be that big and fast. It happens so quick. Because I hear that all the time where he's like, why didn't he move out of the way? You try moving out of the way of that. Some someone that big and that fast. I could skirt, come on. Ah, uh, you ain't skirting crap. <laughs> You'd get bowled over just like the rest of us, because you're like, oh, that's far away from me. No, it's not. It's right upon me. And next thing you know, you got a well, snap leg. Rest in peace, crooked leg guy. That was that was no good. Um, I also laughed at the Eagles coach who got kicked out. Yeah, that I love how they're trying to make that fat, you know what, out to be some sort of like hero. Get, Dom. Dom, the head of security. How dare you attack Dom? Dom can get bent. I wanted Greenlaw to beat his ass. I love how he's like somehow he's just he's gonna be the one to stand up and and I if I was the 49ers and they were, I'd be livid. And I think it was even Shannon that was like, How dare someone not in uniform get in the face of one of our players? Sit your fat ass down. (laughs) It's not a cheesesteak eating contest. I wanted Greenlaw to just start, like, give him a two-piece. Yeah, but you know Eagles fans love that. Yes. Because oh, they just, he's one of the, doesn't he have, of, like, the, he has, like, the Italian tattoo or something on yeah, him? Yeah, they and love it. Like, they just, oh, that's our guy. Yeah, yeah get Greenlaw. I don't know, man. I uh, I got a buddy who um, lives in Philly now, mm-hmm. and he lived outside of Boston prior. And I just, just talking to him not too long ago, and I, I asked him, I said, what, uh, compare... Boston sports fan to Philly sports fan, like give me the, the crux of it because they both seem terrible. And he said they are, yeah. but the the Boston is more just the whiny, ah, um, oh, we uh, we gonna lose, you know, type yeah. of fan. Philly, he said, dude, they are effing angry, yeah, all of them, and they are awful. They are awful. You go to these games, and you can go to a Philly game, you can go to a Flyers game, you can go to uh, Eagles game. You are going to see some S. He goes, it is violent. They are violent. It is violent. I don't know who wronged them. I don't know why they're like that. But they are another level from Boston. Fam. Did you hear him? Did you hear the videos of them chanting walking into the stadium? The uh, the we're Philly and everyone hates us thing? No. Apparently there's a song that as they're entering the link, they all sing. And it's basically 
everyone, like, I'll, I'll find it. I'll find the actual lyrics. But the, the, the entire crowd, as they're walking in, just chants, basically, we're Philly, everyone hates us, and F everybody. And they, like, they embrace us it. Us against it, the world. It's like a badge of honor. And by yeah. the way, uh, this guy says, uh, Vancouver Ford text line, he says he's on the change crew, uh, chain crew for the Beavers game, and he does say they have to pay their own medical bills if anything happens. Really? <laughs> they so they to- sign a waiver. Yeah, he says that they're on their own. So I'm going to see if I can do some digging to find out if our uh, our NFL crew is the same. But well, that's crappy if that's the case. All, all I know is uh, I knew who my team doctor was back in uh, school, and uh, I really hope that he's got a better doctor than my team doctor. <clears throat> when you go up a level uh, and then a couple, you get better doctors. But he's <laughs> not getting them from what you just said. I Well, from we, what we, you just said. We hope. We hope that the NFL takes care of it. And that was Northwest orthopedics i used the wrong and, name and i apologize did, and did anyone else besides me wonder why the hell they didn't have a cart for trevor lawrence oh what, colin was going off about what that were today. they doing uh, I don't why know. was trevor lawrence taking a nine-hour stroll back to the x-ray room cut this, from the budget <laughs> you don't have a cart it was a sprain throw some dirt on it that's right channel dan lanning it's I, a, it, it's a choice <laughs> it's a choice to walk gingerly jeez get the man a cart <clears throat> All right, uh, we have an open segment coming up next. I'm gonna see if I can find out how much NFL chain gangs uh, get paid. I think Water Boys are in like the 40ks. Really? I think so. Water Boys? But those are those are team like teams employ those. Yes. The, the chain mm-hmm. crew is by the NFL. Yeah, we have locker room boys, and they get tipped, and you know they have those. Lo- they don't call them locker room boys. They're now uh, locker room attendants. <clears throat> I always think it's weird when they have the guy or the girl come by and shoot the water into the guy's mouth. Yeah. And he just opens his mouth like a little birdie. That's how you do it now. I know. Can't I Can't be bothered to squeeze yeah, your own water Yeah, can't be bottle. bothered. Like, I just wish they would just grab, like, hand them the bottle and then let them disseminate as they wish. No, it's not. But no, no, no. You got to have the hot spraying <laughs> that in there. Yeah, that's what happens. Kind of erotic <laughs> out there. Wow. Football er- erotica. <laughs> All right, uh, Open Segi next. Do we dare talk about the NBA in-season tournament? I hope so. Um, Probably not. It's 544 on The Fan. Prime time with Isaac and Souk on 1080 The Fan. To find out all you wanted to know about the chain gang and then some. Hey, the crooked guy, crooked leg guy surgery, he's going to go under the knife. This week, I would hope so. Fractured fib, dislocated knee. Yeah. So, yeah, uh, yeah. His career uh, is is done. And the Saints announced that. So I wonder if the Saints are helping him out. I hope so. So I, I, his I, name's Nick Piazza. So I looked into to old Nicky. So it turns out they are not employees of the NFL. They are supplied by the home team. And they said it is a lot of local high school and lower level college officials usually. Mm-hmm. Um. And they get paid anywhere from fifty to a hundred bucks a game. Why are you laughing? I just—it's a that league makes what twelve billion dollars a year, and one you're using chains with duct tape on them, and you're paying the dudes running them. You're paying some old guy named Nick. Was it was his name is Nick Piazza. Nick Piazza, and you're paying him fifty bucks a game. My God. Maybe they should hold out for more. How cheap can they get? And they did say that most of the guys that do it, it becomes like a... Well, yeah. They do it year after year after year, and sometimes they'll even pass it down to like their yeah. kids. Because it's awesome to them. Yeah. And they don't even care if it's $50. They don't even, probably don't even have to pay them. Let's be honest. <laughs> it's true. That's yeah. why they pay so little, is that people want to do that job. Do yeah. They want to be out there getting crooked legs on the sideline. Boy, you think that guy at all, you know, he's like, you know what, worth every worth every. Oh, bit I guarantee you he's like that. It's a badge of honor. He's going to tell everyone as he's limping with his cane for the rest of his life. He'll capitalize on this. <laughs> He probably already has. Good old Alvin Kamara took me out. On social media, you know. Oh, yeah. Put the post out there. Maybe a GoFundMe. Well, I hope he I hope he has insurance <clears throat> or that the Saints are helping him out with this. You know, someone do a GoFundMe for the poor bastard. His leg snapped in two. Meanwhile, Rob's over there chuckling. <laughs> I, I can't stop chuckling. Well, that's like the, I think cheerleaders do. I think cheerleaders get paid like 50 bucks a game. Water boys make 53000 Yeah, but they're not just water boys. They're... Hydration specialists? Well, no, they're 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 trainers. Uh, a lot of times, or yeah. like I said, they're locker room attendants. They're not just they're not water boys. There's yeah, they're no not going to pay somebody position. just to do that. No, those they're are going to make you do a bunch of other stuff. Well, and most of those people again are athletic trainers that tape ankles and they you know they help out with the head athletic trainer doing rehab and stuff. And so it's it's more than just spraying water 
uh, in an erotic fashion like Rob says. <laughs> if it's the hot. Only if it's the hot. They also provide players with fresh towels and dispose of those being used. Mm. Yeah, and, and a lot of times they get treated really, really horribly. Yeah. It gets a little ugly. I just kind of always liked it. I look at those people all the time out there, and and it's always fun when there's a hot that pops up. Yeah, I think that's... Hot trainer. That happens quite a bit. Or, you know. Yeah. And you want to talk about, like, a, a profession that's fought for, like, uh, respect. I think the hot athletic trainer has been fighting for respect forever yeah. and probably yeah, yeah, yeah. still is. I, in that, that, I always have that thought, too. I'm like, oh, my God, what that woman must go through. Yeah, it's tough. We had a couple hots, and... Uh, it could get uncomfortable at times. Although it's gotten a lot better now because you can report that stuff and it's no longer just sort of a boys club. But we had a couple guys in the NFL that um, female reporters and female training staff, boy, they uh, it, it wasn't good. It was, it was bad. There's a reason why the league had to have sensitivity training for uh, the Super Bowl <laughs> champion Tampa Bay Buccaneers. <clears throat> well, rest in peace. Nick Piazza. <laughs> Rest in peace, your, what, left leg. Although, like you said, he's probably holding on to that as a badge of honor. It was his left leg. Yeah. I was going to say, because I remember him rolling over, and I've never had that, thank God. Boy, those things just look horrific. Whenever you see that happen, you're like, oh, my gosh. Yeah, but don't they say sometimes it's better to just full-on break that thing? As long as it doesn't, is the nerve and, like, the blood flow. But a lot of times you get the really bad ones, like Pharaoh Brown, although he ended up, took a couple years, but he came back, or guys like that, <laughs> Alex Smith, and when the blood supply is threatened, then you can, you know, then you get into a whole other thing. You're going to have to have that thing amputated, and do you want Alex Smith's leg? No. Yeah. It's no good. Who's so, like, would you rather have Tiger's leg or Alex Smith's leg? Well, apparently, I saw a Tiger being all jacked walking in. And all he had was that little, uh, that little Michael Jordan calf sleeve. His leg looked not like looked hamburger. Pretty good, yeah, yeah. And he says he doesn't have any ankle pain, so I think we'd probably rather have Tiger's leg than Alex Smith's. Alex leg. Smith's leg, again, I've said it many times, looks like the back of Derrick Henry's hair. Tiger Woods' uh, leg just looked like it had some scarring. But remember at one point he said the screws on his ankle were sticking through his skin? Mm -hmm. So clearly not everything is on the up and up with uh, El Tigre. It's not affecting his curl game, though. What a warrior. (laughs) They're doing 60-pound arm curls. Dude's jacked. Did I see Alex Smith on some sort of broadcast? Isn't he doing broadcasting now? He's with something with ESPN because he totally uh, lambasted the the. AFC East in front of Moss, Rex Ryan, and Brewski, I believe. Oh, is that what it was? It was super funny. Yeah, I saw him out there doing that. I don't know what he... I I can't say that I've seen him. (laughs) Sneaky good career, Alex Smith. Yeah, wild career. Yeah. You know, he's quite a tale in, you know, being a bust and then not. Yeah. Because he wasn't a bust, but no. he was for a time. Mm-hmm. And then he got run out of town for Kaepernick, and, and then he kind of had a nice resurgence there with the Chiefs, and then the well, legs snap and Hey, guys, we did it. We managed to not talk about the NBA play-in tournament. <laughs> There's one guy out there that's, that keeps texting in. Yeah, he's not happy. He's, he's not happy that we refuse to give the NBA its proper, its proper due. Yeah, he said, <laughs> I had to laugh. I chuckled again. He said it, he thought it was foolish that we did not talk about the NBA in the in-season tournament uh, in a market that has the NBA. <laughs> Even though our team has been eliminated from the in-season tournament. <clears throat> well, they're not my team. They could be your team. They're my team, yes. But uh, I just don't know how foolish that is when we've been doing it for 20 years and we're still here. does appear that way, yes. I love. I, I always love the, <laughs> the armchair program director. Like, no, I, I think, here's what I think you guys need to talk about. How about, how about this? <laughs> Listen or don't, okay? Let us decide what we talk about. Oh, well, you know what he's about to give you? Fine. I'll never listen again. Great. Go listen to <laughs> Chad doing or something. You'll be back. I was flipping around today, and I caught some of the Paul Feinbaum show. Florida State guy, you know, is they, they won't let it go. Florida State guy calls into the Feinbaum show, and it's just live, and he says, that's it. I'm never watching another college football game again. I'm done. I'm absolutely done. He's so enraged because he loves his nose so much that he will never, ever watch another Florida State game until Florida State plays their spring game, and then he'll probably watch some fall practices, and then he'll watch the opener. But other than that, he'll never watch another hey, Florida State game again. Hey, but you know what? The, the fan has, like, a really—we we brought in NBA guy. 
Yeah, it's Danny. Danny Meringue. So this is how I get my this is how I get caught up on the Blazers now. Is I just listen to my favorite midday show on the fan mm-hmm. and I get all the the latest scuttle. And I will say it was funny today because Danny was trying to sell the end season tournament today to Dusty and Dusty was having none of it. <laughs> he was he, he was trying to convince us all that uh the fans care, that the teams care, <laughs> the players care. Hey, the end season tournament, man. They got Scorsese doing a commercial for it. I mean, come on. Yeah, the the over-the-top shoving of the in-season tournament down our throats <laughs> is unprecedented. Like, it I, really I mean, is. There are often things that they try to shove down our throats. Yeah. I've never seen an effort. It's pretty impressive. Like this. Full court press. And it and there's a lot there's a lot of people that they've gotten on board with it. Yeah. You know, to try to help push it. Yeah. It's really something. And I gotta tell you. It's not working for me. I could not care any less. And I mean any So right now the Bucks and Knicks are playing. Yeah, Bucks up 81 cents. And then we've got Lakers Suns. Mm-hmm. That's the only thing I know. From there I don't know what happens. I think we're in the final 4 quarterfinals. Yeah, cuz the No, no, no. After after those games tonight, we're in the final 4. Yes, the Saint or the uh the uh the Pelicans and the Heat, or not the Heat, but the Pacers, and then, yeah, the winner of yeah. these two yeah. will, will go on. Yes. Yeah, Final Four. Final Four. When do they play? In Vegas. December. It's before Christmas. Uh, so I want to say it's coming up. I want to say it's coming up fairly soon here. Is it the, because the, 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 the Blazers' <laughs> extra games that they added, they're like on the ninth, like the eighth and ninth. So I would assume it's right around that same time. You're really asking me to stretch here with my vast knowledge of the in-season tournament. I'm paying more attention than you, and that's sad. Now I feel bad that I'm paying attention to this in some shape or form. But like this was what Danny was talking about today. I just cannot buy. And, and maybe I'm completely out in left field on this. You are. But are you trying to tell me that if the Knicks... Idiot. If the New York Knicks win the in-season tournament... That Knicks fans, you haven't won a damn thing in like 50 years. You're going to tell me that the people of New York are somehow going to be excited that the Knicks won an in-season tournament and then get bounced in the first or second round? Tell me that Damian Lillard, who's, again, went to Milwaukee to win a ring, that if he doesn't win an NBA championship, he's going to be like, well, it wasn't a complete loss. I won the in-season tournament. That LeBron James, at this point in his career is looking to add an in-season tournament championship to his resume. I just, I struggle with that. It'd be one thing Michael doesn't have. I guess. And like <laughs> I said, I'm open to the idea I'm wrong. But I'm just, I just can't see it. It's eighty-one seventy-four bucks. <laughs> Good little ball game. But they, but Although they, the bucks but, are wearing blue. I know, it's confusing. But, you know. The courts, I like the courts. Yeah. I'm, I'm down with the courts. Yeah, the courts are cool. That's a, that was a good move by them. And they've got every celebrity known to man telling you about the in-season tournament. I just don't really understand why. Well, I don't know. Let me. I'm just going to ask a question. Do you think any NBA player cares about games in uh, early December? I think you care maybe about the 500 grand, perhaps. I think they're all ramping up because they. <laughs> well, seriously, the, the league makes them play 82 games. They they ride them like thoroughbreds, man. Like yeah. these guys can't. They they have to pace, and this it, it's part of why the league is so flawed. That they have to, they're now they're trying to make them care about some of these games, and maybe when we get to the final, it is going to be an intense game. I don't know, but it's still just an NBA regular season game in December. No, it's not. Damn it! It means more. <laughs> means more. So wake me up, as I say every year. Wake me up after the All Star break, <laughs> and maybe. Well, actually, no. Let me sleep. Let me sleep in. <laughs> wake me up after the trade deadline. Okay, we'll do that. <clears throat> hey, Ant's coming back. Coming up next, it's the club. <laughs> well, that's great, but I mean, again, the Blazers. You know, look, I get they're the hometown team, but December ninth. Not even Blazer fans are following them this year. December ninth, by the way. What? The championship, the in-season championship. That's Saturday. Saturday. Like I said, it was like I thought it was around the eighth or ninth, and indeed, <clears throat> the championship going down. Eh, you said before Christmas. Well, you is- insinuated that it was right before Christmas, and it's not. Uh, I did. I did. Say, I feel like you that I thought take... that the Blazers' extra games were around the eighth mm-hmm. or ninth, and I said yeah. I assume that the title is going to be right around that no. same time. You need to take an L on this, do and I? And I will die on this hill. 
Mm. <laughs> I'm just kidding. I don't <laughs> care. Uh, wife Swap coming up next on The Fan. Why? Why? If you Why? have T-Mobile 5G home internet, you might be hearing this Why? a lot. Why? Every time your internet slows down during the busiest hours. Why? Why? Because your network gives priority to cell phone users. Why? Why? Good question. Why not switch to Cox Internet with two times faster download speeds than T-Mobile 5G home internet during peak hours? Okay. Stop the whys and visit cox.com slash 5G home for details. T-Mobile prioritizes certain T-Mobile phone users over home internet users during times of congestion. Old man winter here. If I had it my way, it would stay winter all year long. Short days, wind chill, black ice and a good polar vortex. <laughs> Heaven. Wait, is it getting warm in here? Your cold snap is over, old man winter. Spring has arrived. Spring. Spring is here, which means it's the perfect time to get away in the Hyundai you've always wanted. Visit the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event, where you can get great deals on all of our award-winning Hyundai models, like the tech-filled Tucson and Kona, as well as the spacious Palisade. Enjoy wherever you go with the peace of mind that comes with America's best warranty and three years or 36,000 miles of complimentary maintenance. But hurry in. These deals won't last. Add more joy to your journey at the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event. Now get 0% APR or up to 1500 bonus cash on the Hyundai Tucson. Now, during the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event. Offers end soon. Call 562-314-4603 for details. We all agree that reducing carbon emissions is a good thing. And once again, Toyota is leading the way. We hear a lot about fully electric vehicles, and Toyota has them with more on the way. But we also know a BEV is not for everyone, whether it's because of cost, range, or concern about finding a charging station when you need it. Plus, the raw materials used to manufacture batteries are limited. Enter Beyond Zero, Toyota's vision for a carbon-neutral future. In vehicles and in manufacturing plants, too, in the years ahead. The materials used to make just one long-range battery for an EV could be used to make batteries for six plug-in hybrids or 90 gas-electric hybrids. That's why Toyota's position today is electrified diversified, empowering you to choose how to reduce your own carbon footprint with the vehicle that's right for you. A hybrid, plug-in hybrid, or battery EV. So shop, learn more, and get details at toyota.com slash beyond zero. Toyota, let's go places.